0: It's cold and flu season, and that's our Tuesday topic with Dr. John Hallberg. Many of us have been dealing with an epidemic of absences at work, and if we're not, often we're surrounded by afflicted colleagues. We brought in our regular medical analyst, Dr. John Hallberg, who has brought in a list of cold and flu facts. Good to see you, John. Hi, Stephen. Thanks. What is the difference, first of all, remind us, uh, between colds and flu?
1: Well, when we say colds, it's really an upper respiratory infection. Um, They're almost always caused by viruses, and there's a number of different viruses that can do that. I think of colds as being a nuisance. When we say the flu, we really mean influenza, which is caused by the influenza virus, different variations on a theme. But that's not a nuisance. I mean, influenza really, really lays us low. And in fact, as we all know, it, it can kill people in certain circumstances.
0: State health officials say it has been a slow start to the flu season this year. So is it fair to assume that most of what's going around uh, is the common cold?
1: Oh, yeah. And I think just based on what people experience. You know, it's often that burning in the back of the nose or throat, and then it kind of, you know, leads to a cough, and you just feel kind of crummy. Um, And it's a good idea to stay home, um, but it's not laying people low the way that influenza can. Now, is a
0: cold a specific thing, or are there, like, uh, different varieties of what would be called a cold?
1: Yeah, you know, so we often lump a lot of different symptoms under that sort of umbrella term. And I think that if people feel, you know, they've got a congested nose, they've got a sore throat, a bit of a cough, they just want to kind of sleep a bit, you know, we just kind of call that a cold or upper respiratory infection caused by these different viruses. And so, you know, the different viruses manifest themselves differently in different people. And as we get older, um, you know, we've seen a lot of these things, hopefully never getting the same one uh, quite that way again. John, do the
0: actual cold temperatures this time of year or the dryness uh, during the depths of winter have anything to do with one's susceptibility?
1: You know, I think if we look back to why we call it a cold, it's because it often, you know, spikes in cold temperatures, but it has nothing to do with the cold temperature per se. I think that more of us are gathered together inside. The relative humidity is quite low. Um, our mucous membranes in the nose and throat are not quite as hydrated as they would be in the summer, and it's just easier to get sick. So I think that's why it's always associated with, the, the, you know, the, the winter season.
0: If there is someone nearby that has a cold, is there any way to prevent getting it?
1: (laughs) We sure wish there was. Um, You know, the funny thing is uh, viruses are rather ingenious, and and they're probably the most contagious when we're just getting sick before we really know that we're sick because, you know, we're not taking the precautions we might otherwise take. The best thing to do is stay at home, stay away from others. Um, But if you must go to work or you're around sick colleagues, washing our hands is probably the best thing that we can do as much as we can. Um, It's amazing how many times we'll wipe our nose or bring our hand to our mouth and cough and then forget to you know wash it off and and then we're touching things and people are touching those things as well um but boy you sure wish that vitamin c and uh, zinc and other things were surefire 100 percent effective to prevent that but there just is no such product but are they helpful in any way they might be a little helpful. Vitamin C, not so much. Um, High doses of zinc may help a little bit, um, but hydration, just keeping yourself hydrated is probably the best thing that you can do. And, you know, certainly colds, um, those viruses take advantage of us when we're stressed, when we're not getting enough sleep. So you put all those things together, it's much easier to get sick.
0: And again, the difference between colds and flu, uh, there's no treatment, there's no medicine that will, will uh, you know, uh, shorten the duration of a cold.
1: Not a cold, but with influenza, we do have things like Tamiflu, and in certain circumstances with people who have certain conditions, we're going to be quite likely to prescribe that for catching it early, within the first day or two of symptoms and their onset, but uh, with a cold, there's nothing to do.
0: What about your practice? Have you seen an uptick in colds now in the last couple of weeks?
1: You know, the funny thing is, I can't recall a season where it's been this far into the year where we've not had a single documented influenza case, so there's really, I mean, our experience really, you know, jives with what we're hearing about uh, locally and nationally as far as influenza. I am seeing people who are coming in, you know, they've been sick for two weeks now. And and in fact, that's exactly like the appropriate time to come in. It's, It's not day one. It's not day two of a cold. But it's not getting better. It's not going away. Well, now something's going on. Maybe that cold has led to a sinus infection or something. And we do need to investigate that. So, you know, we're not being overrun with that kind of stuff, but we're certainly seeing some of it. So when it lingers for, say, what, a week or two, they should see a doctor? I would say by two weeks. I mean, a common cold, people think it's going to just be two, three days, but in fact, seven to ten days is very common. So by two weeks, if if people are really feeling that something's not right, of course it's time to come in and, and see us at that point.
0: All right. Well, stay warm and uh, stay healthy. Thank you, Stephen. Same to you. That's Dr. John Hallberg. He's a physician in family medicine at the University of Minnesota and our regular medical analyst here on All Things Considered.